even though that high functioning anxiety, that ADHD, all of my energy, I've got a ton of it, could bring some pretty awesome things to life, the outcomes would fail to align with my values and they'd fail to make me feel fulfilled. Hi, friend. Welcome to Gather and Growth, a show created for passionate, growth-focused, rural women like you. From mindset work and building strong habits to exploring the unique joys and challenges of living rural, this is a show to leave you feeling joyful, inspired, and a little less alone. Together, we're on a journey of reaching for the most confident, healthy, and authentic version of ourselves, and I'm forever grateful to have you by my side. Whether you're currently running on a back road, shuffling kids to town, hopping along for a tractor ride, or three loads deep into folding laundry, grab yourself a nice coffee and let's dive in. Hi, friends. Welcome back to Gather and Growth. Today, I'm joined by a new friend, Teresa Lear Levine, and I connected online. And I was instantly drawn to the work that she does to help women navigate and heal from their trauma, work through things like ADHD, their pain points, and really live life with intentionality and bring their dreams to fruition. So in line with the things that we talk about, but I just feel like she's a wealth of knowledge for a whole different part of the world that I am just tapping into and starting to understand. So welcome, Teresa. Thank you so much for being here today. Oh, thanks for having me, Emily. It's great to be here. I'm looking forward to our conversation. Me too. Me too. I feel like this could be one of the conversations where we just talk for hours on end, but we'll try to get to it. Well, if we do, we'll just need a part two. That's all. That's true. I've never done that, but you would think I would at this point because you get me in a room with an interesting person and I just have so many questions, which is my favorite part of podcasting is I just get to talk to wildly interesting people and hear their life stories and hear the cool work that they're doing in the world. Like best job ever. I love this so much. But if someone is just now getting to know you for the first time, would you give us a little bit about who you are, where you're from and what got you to today? Yeah, sure. So I'm Teresa Leo Levine. I am currently living in Maryland. I've been here since 2008, so it's been a while now. And I am a mom of four boys. They are currently 17, 13, 9, and 6. So we've got, you know, kindergarten, elementary school, middle school, high school, soon to have a high school graduate on our hands. And I'm the founder of Becoming More Me. We have a podcast by that name, and that's also the name of my business. I help professional women to get out of their own way and resolve their innermost pains, whatever those might be, traumas, things from their past, challenges, so that they can really fully step into value-aligned success in the present, the only place our power actually matters, and have that elusive balance between life and business. And I do this through a bunch of different modalities, EFT mainly, which is tapping, and emotional freedom techniques is what that stands for, as well as hypnosis and other things that target the subconscious mind and the ways that it gets in our way. And, you know, in using that blend of things, I've helped women overcome all sorts of things from, you know, singular issues like fear of flying or fear of public speaking to much more complex things that have been posing issues for them in life and business and really kind of messing up their nervous system and the way that they show up for things. I base my work a lot in what I've been through myself and the ways that I've been able to get out of my own way and show up differently in my own life, because that's where the biggest difference was made for me. And once I kind of learned how to 
unblock things and unlock things, I really wanted to be able to help other people do the same thing. Yeah. I love that you talk about like that stuff that's in our subconscious. Um, This came up a lot at the retreat that I hosted last weekend. It's like so often we think the problem is here and it's actually like five, 10 or 20 layers below the surface. And until we have someone be able to help us connect those dots or draw it out of us, like we don't even recognize that this moment in time or this lived experience that we've had that seems like it was so long ago, insignificant, something we never even think about, part of our past is actually what's like holding us captive between where we are and where we want to be. I know just even my experience over the last six months, it's like what I thought I was struggling with once we started uncovering those layers was like, wow, this like one experience when I was five years old or this conversation I had in high school or these like micro experiences over time have all really come to a point where my subconscious has been trained to be in a certain state that even though rationally in like my my conscious awareness, I know that that's not where I want to be. Like my emotional decision-making was still rooted in something that was far below what I was even aware of. Yeah. And you can't overcome what's happening in the subconscious with the conscious or logical mind. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's so much greater and stronger. And yeah, it's awesome. So what does that process look like when you do work with your clients? I know you mentioned the EFT tapping, which is something I have many questions about. Like, what does that even mean? Okay. Why don't we start there? I'll talk about what that is. And then I can come back around to how I mix that all up in my my blend of work. It'll probably make more (laughs) sense that way. So EFT stands for Emotional Freedom Techniques. It's been around for a while. I mean, in the way that we know it as EFT since the 90s. And it stems from ancient Chinese wisdom, things that are thousands of years old, and also modern psychology. What it does is we actually like tap, like just like the name implies, you're tapping on parts of your body, these meridian endpoints. So We have meridians that run through our entire body. If you've ever had acupuncture, acupressure, deep tissue massage, anything like that, they have dialed in on those points in order to release physical or even sometimes emotional pain from your body. Mm. Basically, the root of any dis-ease in your body, whether that's a physical pain or an emotional pain, is an energetic blockage. So those energetic blockages can happen at these different junctures in the meridian system. And by addressing them using the modern psychology element of things and actually physically tapping on them, these eight or nine different points that kind of create the basic recipe of EFT, we can shift that energy, move it, and unblock the things that have been causing us pain. And it's just super fascinating. It goes right to the amygdala, that tiny little walnut-shaped part of our brain when we Mm -hmm. tap. Whereas talk therapy and things are more frontal lobe. So that means that we get to go right into calming, fight, flight, freeze, flee, fawn, all of those responses that get in our way. And we also get to lower our cortisol really quickly and effectively and other stress hormones too. But cortisol, for example, we can lower that up to 43% in just 10 minutes of tapping. You might be working on something really specific in those 10 minutes, but your stress hormones going down impacts every part of you. Mm. So even if you're not working on stresses you're having as a parent, you're probably going to show up as a calmer parent, even though maybe you were working on something work-based or from your own childhood or who knows what. 
So it affects everything and it helps everything. It elevates your consciousness. It expands your perspective. And at the heart of emotional freedom techniques is the idea that through unblocking these energetic blockages and also finding true love, acceptance, and forgiveness for something, everything is is healed. And it truly is. And there's so many scientific studies to back this being effective on all sorts of things. And what's the most fascinating now is all the studies that are coming out in epigenetics, the ways that we can actually change the way our genes express themselves through this kind of therapy. It's so powerful. I think that this is probably a whole different rabbit hole we could go down, but I have really come to dive into or understand just like what that mind-body connection looks like. So often we think of like our physical symptoms as one thing and then like the emotional things we're processing as something else, but books like The Body Keeps the Score and things like that, just understanding how that emotional trauma that we accumulate throughout our lifetime. I think one thing that was really important for me to understand is like everyone has trauma in some way. You know, so often we think of trauma as like capital T trauma, like really horrific experiences. But the reality that I have come to understand is that we're all carrying around these experiences that manifest in certain ways. And the way that shows up in the body and physical symptoms and all of these different techniques to release that, that is definitely something I'm not an expert in. But starting to understand what that looks like, I think can be so powerful. Yeah. I mean, it's all connected. And just if you're here living and breathing on this planet, you've been through trauma because just the act of being born is traumatic. It all kind of starts there. And this is probably one of the main reasons, kind of what you were talking about, about kind of comparing or thinking it has to be Mm -hmm. big T trauma, that I didn't look into this technique or other forms of energy psychology for a while because I kept thinking, well, I don't have it that bad or, you know, I haven't been through anything as horrific as so-and-so, you know, doing the whole comparison thing. And comparison's awful as far as, you know, trying to figure your own self out through the lens of somebody else. But when I did finally come to terms with looking into it, it was so transformative. But the thing was that I'd only seen it up to that point used for things that were just so like big and horrific or just amazing and beyond me. For instance, like a war veteran using it. Uh, It's great. This is amazing technique for big T trauma. And it's also an amazing technique for people who really want to level up. So I would see like marathon runners, Olympic athletes, NFL players on the sidelines, all like tapping and using this technique. And meanwhile, I was like nursing my second, third, fourth baby on the couch and just, you know, wanting to sleep through the night, lose a few pounds, have a little energy (laughs) and and not realizing that this technique was equally valid for making all of those things better as it was for somebody like running Mm. a faster mile or recovering from something really awful. Yeah. I think that comparison is like, I don't have it bad enough or that's not what I need because that's not what I'm trying to do. I think that's so powerful. Even just starting any kind of therapy is like these tools, whether it's talk therapy or something like this, there's something in it for everyone. So for the mom that's sitting and nursing her second, third, fourth baby, just wanting to sleep through the night, or the entrepreneur that has big goals and dreams, or someone that's sitting at home and wanting to reevaluate what their relationships look like or what their relationship with themselves look like. Can you call on some examples of maybe clients that you've worked with or experiences they've had and how the specific thing or the work that you do in general can help them release some of that and step into what's to come. Yeah. Where to start there? 
my own parenting was something that I saw a massive shift with as I began using these techniques. So, I mean, again, mom of four, and when they were several years younger than they are now, things were a little bit more chaotic. It was more frequent for me to kind of show up grumpy or agitated or frustrated or irritated than I would want to. And as I started to use this and just even just take a little break when I could feel myself getting a little bit elevated in my stress and just go do a round of tapping and kind of come back to the situation, it was such a difference in the way that I felt and the way I perceived what was going on, how I needed to show up and everything else. And it was also great for my kids to see me doing it. You know, once I got more comfortable with it, it is kind of a odd looking technique that you're kind of just, you know, tapping on different parts of yourself and, and talking and things, but I'm very comfortable with it now. And my kids are used to seeing me. I mean, I was just in the car the other day. It was a stressful day the other day. I think I had like eight hours worth of Zoom meetings and I was just exhausted and frazzled and Mm -hmm. loving every minute of the stuff I got to take part in, but just really feeling tired and cranky. And it was a beautiful day outside and we wanted to go to the park for a bit with the kids and I was all for it. And also I needed to shift gears. So I just, as my husband was driving us to the park, I just sat there and I tapped and they listened to me, you know, talking, you know, and tapping. And even though I feel this anxiety that my day has been really heavy, I want to love, accept and forgive myself. And they heard me walking through that and talking through that, watching and feeling like my energy shift and change too. And I know I kept them doing it or asking me to lead them through it and to, be able to feel differently. And I love that. But, you know, being able to show up differently as a parent allowed me to then be able to just create more understanding, forgiveness, love and acceptance in all my different areas of life and business, my marriage, everything. It's all interconnected, just the same way our emotions and our mental health and our spirituality and everything else is all interconnected in our physical body. So yeah, it's it's a beautiful ripple effect. Is this something that like we can do at home? Can you walk us through what this looks like? I mean, we're not going to be experts in the way that you are, but. Yeah, I can walk you through what it would look like. And also, and I know we talked about this before and we didn't talk about it again this morning. So I want to make sure it's okay with you, but I want to do a little tapping with you after we're done and we're going to put it into a resource that people can get their hands on. I love that. What's going to happen is this will be a video resource that people can get where you and I will do just a tapping round together because it's one thing for me to, to walk you through it and talk you through it, which I will do, but it's another thing entirely to actually do it and try it and actually okay. experience that energetic shift and change in yourself. And I have this resource is amazing. I've been creating it for about a year and a half with all different podcast hosts whose shows I've been on. So there's, I don't know, 50 some uh, rounds in this thing, like $6,000 worth of therapy at your fingertips that you can get for free. And Emily and I are going to add a round to that today that'll be relevant to her and her listeners. So you guys can all tap in and try this. But let's just kind of talk through it here since this is the audio part, and then you'll get to see that part visually. Basically, EFT requests for you to bring forward the negative stuff and really highlight it. Because in order to move that energy and to feel better, we have to address what's actually wrong. And I love that because, you know, we do live in a world where everybody wants us to just feel better already, just jump to the positive, you know, say a few affirmations and get over it. And nothing really actually works that way. We end up feeling yuckier, trying Mm. to throw all the positive stuff at the things that feel really awful for us. So the first thing you do is figure out what you want to work on. EFT favors specificity. So you don't want to like come up with like 10 different issues and try to like clump them all into a round of EFT. 
But let's just say you're feeling overwhelmed. I think that's a pretty common mom emotion. And whether it's in your home life, your business life, or both, or any other part of your life. So let's just say you're feeling overwhelmed and your your day is starting and you know it's just going to be crazy. You might start by just dialing in on what that overwhelm feels like and just giving it a rating. I always say, you know, zero to 10, 10 being the worst, zero being it's not even there. And then you start on the side of your hand. It's called the karate chop point. So if you're envisioning that where you would chop a board with the side of your hand, you're meeting it with the other hand and just tapping. It doesn't matter which hand, if you alternate, anything else. And as you tap on the side of your hand, you set up the round that you're going to do. So perhaps you'd say something like, even though I feel really overwhelmed this morning, I want to love, accept, and forgive myself. You would say something like that three times to set it up on the side of the hand. You can change the phrase. You can say the same thing over and over again. And then you would start going through the main tapping points, which are the top of your head, the eyebrow, where the hair on your eyebrow begins near your nose, the side of your eye, under your eye, under your nose, under your mouth, your collarbone area, and then under your arm. And as you're tapping through those points, which you'll go through three times, you first start by addressing the most negative parts of those feelings. So something like all this overwhelm, I don't know how I'm going to do it all today. There's too much on my plate. I feel like I'm falling short. I'm never going to get it all done. Just voice all the negative stuff as you tap through those points. And the idea is that as you do that, you may feel things shifting already. Uh, Oftentimes people yawn or even burp or something else that is a significant showing you that it's moving energy. And then as you get towards the end, that third round through, it's kind of like, how do I really feel now? Am I still feeling super negative about this? Or maybe you come around to saying statements like, I'm open to the idea that everything that needs to happen today will happen open to the idea that my day will be perfectly aligned and right on time. Just opening up to whatever feels true for you and feels like a step in the right direction compared to how you were feeling before you started. Um, We're not looking for like, I'm going to get it all done. I don't have any problems. Like we're not looking to jump to like some extreme there, but just Mm -hmm. take it to the next step. And then as you finish that round, you want to just kind of take a nice deep breath, reassess and see where you are again on that scale of zero to 10. That is kind of how a round of emotional freedom techniques looks or feels. And you can make it as specific as your situation is. And then the result after that is typically like a change shift of energy, like a more naturally like positive, optimistic outlook on that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if something like overwhelm, you're going to feel less stress, you're going to feel less overwhelm, it's going to allow you to show up differently for your day and to not meet the day with the resistance of overwhelm, but rather a more open acceptance to to what's happening and what's going on in your life, um, Mm. which really changes the outcome and helps us break the cycle of having these groundhog days of unwanted outcomes where we keep showing up the same, expecting a different result and that kind of stuff. You know, the subconscious mind is a big part of that. And that's where I weave things like hypnosis and stuff into Mm -hmm. my own personal workings with this. And yeah, just kind of help us to really get out of our own way. Because oftentimes we don't even realize that we're in our own way. Um, And yeah, I know that for me, I mean, I was always, I was in this cycle where I was trying to get out of my own way, but what I was doing was creating more of the same thing I didn't want because what you focus on, you create. 
and then the things you do become habits, and then the neural pathways in your brain get some pretty deep grooves going on, and then the nervous system begins actually feeling safer in the upheaval or the chaos or the overwhelm or whatever the result is that you don't want than it does in the feeling of safety and security and abundance and peace and all of that, then it's like all the peace and alignment and things that you're striving for, it's like hopeless because you just keep going back through the same cycle. So I know for me, it was just, it was all this like chaos and cortisol spikes and just feeling really out of alignment when all I really wanted was calm, clarity and confidence because I didn't know how to regulate my nervous system and make that piece of the puzzle fit together. I just stayed in the the cycle I didn't want. Yeah. Okay. I would love if you'd speak more into that because I feel like, so I'm an Enneagram three. I'm an achiever, very like goal oriented, future driven. Like I have no problem seeing a vision outside of my current reality. And I think I attract a lot of people who are, are kind of like-minded in that way. But oftentimes I see myself and a lot of people like me, like almost getting stuck in that like analysis paralysis or the procrastination or not feeling like, you know, being able to match the momentum that we feel like is possible. So for someone who resonates with that, what advice would you give them? Like, it sounds like EFT would be a tool for that, but can you speak into a little bit more of like why that happens and how we break out of that cycle? Yeah. What you're describing sounds a lot like the high functioning anxiety that I dealt with for a long yes. time. And it's still, it's like in the background. It's never going to go away. I think it's just part of my, my personality in a way. It's a good thing and it's a bad thing because when you have high functioning anxiety, it's propelling you in a lot of ways. Like that, that anxiety is actually kind of pushing you forward into the things that you want to achieve. But that doesn't mean that it feels good. And it also doesn't mean that it's healthy. Then I also for me at least, I have ADHD too. And so do a lot of people that I work with. So with both the high functioning anxiety and the ADHD, the impulsiveness, the like disorganization and the issues with prioritizing time, time management. And I just have to laugh because you are basically just describing my life. Like my therapist telling me that I had ADHD and high functioning anxiety was like someone turning on the lights. And you're (laughs) You are basically describing me. Okay, continue. Sorry. And like the, like the low <laughs> frustration tolerance and all that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, we're the, that's we're all the same stuff person. that I'm very familiar <laughs> with. And also stuff that is really great for using emotional freedom techniques for because you can use it to calm down, to slow your thoughts, to slow down. Oftentimes, like we need to slow down in order to get the traction that we want so that we can have the productive goal oriented life that we want. And instead, we're just trying to keep going, keep going, do more, do more. And we're human beings, not human doings. And it's usually a result of us trying to numb or avoid or buffer that we're working at that frenetic pace and allowing all that chaos into our life. As far as like the disorganization and the issues with prioritizing, I find a lot of focus and rationality through doing these techniques um, that's missing otherwise when I can be a little irrational. And then with the like the poor time management or skills with planning, it's like I can give myself a really effective pep talk that goes straight through my entire nervous system and allows me to do things differently with just a round of EFT. So it's really magical in a lot of ways. And I also have a lot of like 
excessive activity, restlessness, that kind of thing. So emotional freedom techniques is like the answer to my feeling like a failure at meditation because I get all the same benefits, but I get to like move and tap and talk and just keep doing stuff and not feel like I have to like, oh, and like oh my gosh, still. yes. And- Meditating is like my nightmare. Like my brain is never still and I have to try to do it. No. I love yes, that you over said that. And over again. So yeah, this is my, I call it active meditation because essentially you're getting all the benefits and then some without having to be totally still. And yeah, I mean, before I started regulating my nervous system and elevating my consciousness in this way, uh, as I worked on goals, the cost was like really high because I was feeling exhausted. I was feeling void of my inner peace. And then it also came with a nice helping of self-judgment and criticism and just being really hard on myself. And I would take on too much. I'd be a slave to my to-do list and I wouldn't allow myself to slow down, pause or relax. Even though that high functioning anxiety, that ADHD, all of my energy, I've got a ton of it, could bring some pretty awesome things to life. The outcomes would fail to align with my values and they'd fail to make me feel fulfilled. And I think that's what a lot of people are missing. And it's usually because the nervous system is dysregulated. And then with the stuckness, I usually find the blocks to getting unstuck are in our lower chakra system, in our lower energy portals. And that's what aligns with procrastination. Procrastination and stuckness are essentially inertia. It's lack of fire. It's lack of fuel or energy that you need to do the most important things that truly matter to you. You know, being stuck can come in a lot of different forms, but usually a feeling of unsafety is at the heart of it. Yeah, we get we get stuck in that. And the problem our stuckness sometimes has the energy of like battle in mm-hmm. it, and so that usually brings us back to a place of self-sabotage. So you have to tap into your passion for what you want and your desires, and then learn a whole different way for your energy channels to work in order to get there. And Mm -hmm. a lot of that comes down to intuition, getting really clear about why you're doing things, and then doing the work to unblock your energy for which EFT is phenomenal. Gosh, you just spoke so many things that like I've been nodding the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, yeah, that knowing full well that the goal is possible, but really making ourselves miserable along the way. And then it doesn't even feel good when you get to it because it was this whole cycle of self-sabotage or shame for not doing enough or doing it as perfectly as we'd planned or, you know, just getting really stuck in the mindset piece of it. Like that's something I'd said out loud in therapy is like, I constantly feel like I'm at war with my own brain. Like I'm doing things that I love. I'm doing things I've worked so hard for. But my emotional decision-making versus like what I rationally want, we're just constantly at war with each other. And not that I was doing EFT at the time, but it really took breaking down where that was coming from and getting more into those subconscious layers to unblock that, so to speak, before I could really feel peace in doing what I felt like I was actually meant to be doing. Yeah, I feel that. Every one of those new layers that you unlock just brings about new opportunities for things to grow in a way and feel better than they did before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because getting to the goal is not even fun when you're just at war with your brain the whole time or making yourself feel badly every step of the way. 
Selena. Thanks for listening to Mommy Podcast. If you like today's episode, we will film. And that's until then, I'll tell you about our dosa. Thank you so much for watching. You heard the girl. If you're loving today's episode, we would so appreciate if you leave us a review, share on social, or send it to a friend. Yeah, I, I used to be very like attached to goals and my philosophy now more and, and more of what I work with my clients is about getting into the feeling of it already being achieved now, releasing the expectation and the outcome and pouring into things as if they've already happened. And that that's what creates it. Goals can create a lot of resistance. And I also do a lot of work with my clients around like goal trauma. There's a lot of mm. us that have like created goals, especially financial goals. Like, you know, this is going to be my six figure year or my seven figure year or whatever. And then when it doesn't happen, it's like, oh, now I don't even know if I can do like half of that or a quarter of that or whatever. And I don't want to that number scares me and I don't want to look at it and I don't want to realize that I haven't achieved it so far or wherever I am. And it can be things outside of money too, but that's just an easy example. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of a lot of trauma that a goal can give somebody that they don't even realize they were traumatized by their goal. And yeah. then there's resistance because they've tried to achieve goals before and they've failed and they don't want to go back there again. The yeah. brain... And this is kind of like mindset work speaks to the brain. And it's great from a level of like, oh, this makes sense logically. Like we can, I used to read, I've read way too many books. Um, <laughs> I'm that like audible listener that like always has like 30 books that are in progress <laughs> at one time. <laughs> I finished them all, but like, there's just always stuff I'm feeding myself. But for the longest time, I'd feed myself the information and then I wouldn't be able to get it to actually get actionable. So, Mm -hmm. and then we beat ourselves up even more because it's like, well, what I read in this book totally makes sense. So why can't I make it happen in my life? That's where a lot of people get stuck is the the mindset and the brain part of it. But the thing is like our brain does not care if we're happy or if we're nailing the goals or like living the life, our brain just cares if we're safe. And oftentimes we're sending our brain mixed messages about what we do or don't want to do with our time, with our life, with any of that. And all it hears is, you know, oh, well, Teresa doesn't want to do that thing or whatever. So I'm going to make sure that she has other options, whether that's, you know, scrolling Instagram or getting sick or, you know, whatever. It's going to make sure that I don't have to do that thing that I have said I don't want to do in one Mm. way or another to my brain because it wants to make sure I'm safe and it knows that I'm thinking that's not the coolest thing to do. Right. They really have to change our our messages. Like if what we really want to do is create a certain income or do certain business aligned tasks or do things that improve our family dynamic or our marriage or whatever else, we need to be consciously telling our brain that that is a major priority due to us. We love it. We cannot wait to do more of it. Mm -hmm. We are showing up for it and we are looking for all of its support in that because it means everything to us. And then just ask it to kind of step aside and let us do the thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's something I speak a lot into is like speaking, writing, and talking about your goals as if they're already true. But I love that you bring up that like goal trauma, so to speak, because I think oftentimes we shame ourselves when we don't get to something when in reality, the goal may or may not have actually ever been aligned with what we actually want. 
this is a conversation I've been having a lot over the past week is like, do you actually want a six figure business or do you want to replace your old salary and be able to go on vacation? Because that's different. Like we attach to these really arbitrary goals that look good for someone else. Or like you said, we heard on the podcast or we read in a book and they sound great and sound like it's going to give us this dream life when it's really not in alignment with what actually makes sense for what we want at the end of the day. So we hold ourselves to this unrealistic standard that doesn't even line up with what we actually want and then shame ourselves for not getting to it and thus creating this whole new loop of frustration and procrastination or you know, not enoughness when in reality, the goal was never aligned with the life that we envision. It just sounded good or sounded like what we should be doing. Yeah. It's got to be, it's got to be aligned and you also have to have the capacity for it. Mm -hmm. It's really important. And somebody else's idea of what a goal is may very well not be yours. So, you know, before you start going for it, Definitely make sure that it's it's aligned, you know? I mean, otherwise you might create a crazy business where you're working a million hours a week and you never get to enjoy any of that money or all sorts of different ways that you can manifest these things that are not aligned that usually represent a blockage in your own energy and mm-hmm. you bringing something in in a different form than you wished to create it in. Mm, yeah, I love that. Goodness gracious, I feel like there's so much wisdom and knowledge and experience that you have that you could really change a lot of lives of the the women who are listening. But if you were to bestow any like concrete takeaways that someone could do following our conversation, like what are some of the things that you coach your clients through as they leave their conversations with you? So one of my favorite tips that's super easy and and definitely actionable is to pick one point for tapping. So like I love the collarbone point, which is um, not necessarily on your collarbone for those of you who are listening and not watching, but a little below, kind of like if you had just done a workout and your chest was sore, that point on your chest or the back of the neck point, just to tap the back of your neck with your five fingers. Next time you find yourself ranting, complaining, having a deep conversation about something that's bothered you with someone, whatever you want to call it, whether it's, you know, your mom or your best friend or your spouse or whoever, just tap a point while you're talking. It allows the blockage of energy to move. And instead of finding yourself perhaps having that exact same conversation an hour or a week later and not feeling very different about it, mm-hmm you may find that it's just enough to really get you past that situation and transcend it in a new and different way without doing anything other than what you're already doing, plus a little bit of tapping on a meridian point of your body while you're doing it. And I've heard so many people say that they've processed so much just by doing that one thing. Mm, That makes it sound so easy. I mean, all our answers are already inside of us. Like that's, that's really what it comes down to at the end of the day. But we're not always the most adept at retrieving them ourselves. So that's that's why we're all here to help each other and to walk each other home and to make this experience better and to offer the, the gifts that we have in the way that we have them. Mm. Man, that leads to a whole other conversation is, I think as women, we are deeply conditioned to not trust ourselves. When we so often know the answer and know what we want, and it's a matter of being open to listening and, and trusting. Yeah, I do a lot of work with my clients on increasing their intuition. That's for sure. 
mean, our intuition or our gut instinct, people always talk about our gut as being our second brain, but really it's the first formed from that same bundle of neurons that formed this brain that we all value so much. And yet we get the answers from that brain first. We always know with our gut before we know with our thinking brain. So yeah, working on that and EFT is a great way to work on that. And part of what I like to bring in the elevated consciousness, the elevated intuition, the being able to magnetize things through the law of attraction and being Mm. able to clear out all of the past gunk. I mean, because essentially we have to call our power back and that's what this practice allows us to do. If we're still allowing the subconscious stuff to be our undercurrent in our present, then we are leaking power to our past. And if we're worried about what's going to happen tomorrow or next year, or we're anxious or we're future pacing, we're leaking power to the future. The only place we can use any of our power is in the present moment. It's useless everywhere else. So these practices call it back here and now so that you can be that whole complete and powerful person that you already are and just bring it back here where you can use it. I'm low-key speechless. <laughs> I think that that's um, you know, such a big topic of conversation. It's just what it means to manifest or that law of attraction. So how would you speak into that of like how people can use that to their advantage? Because I think there's a lot of ways that that's misconstrued. But how do you see that in the clients that you work with? Yeah, I mean, a law of attraction is, I mean, simply put, and I think it's too simple that people don't get it, is that, you know, we attract what we focus on, what we focus on, we create. So we have to align with the vibration of the thing we want to attract in order to magnetize it into our life. If we stay separate from the vibration of the thing we say we want, we cannot align with it. Mm-hmm. We have to, that is the alignment is it's vibrational. And that's part of the, you know, feeling as if something's already been achieved mm-hmm. as a way of goal achievement is because that aligns you with the energy of it. If you're familiar with Esther and Jerry Hicks work or the work of Abraham as like a consciousness that was channeled through Esther Hicks, they call it the vortex. I often talk about like getting into the vortex, kind of putting myself into the feeling of all the things that I want in my life already being here. And then Mm -hmm. noticing how I feel and show up when I put myself into that. And it becomes very magnetic when you put yourself Mm -hmm. into that energy. But then it's learning how to deal with all of the things that show up that don't match that. So oftentimes, you know, I might be coaching someone who is like, I'm, I'm here for it. I believe I'm ready. I want to manifest all this change. I'm doing the work I need to do on myself so that I can manifest this change because manifestation for me is like seventh chakra down. It's like a big idea up here in the seventh chakra. As we bring it down to the first chakra, which is physical existence, there's all sorts of things we can come up along the way that could block that. So they might be ready, they might be doing it, they might be clearing the channels so that they can really do the thing. And then they keep feeling put out by their spouse's energy about it, because they're skeptical, or because they don't believe or because they keep bringing up, you know, the other side of the coin or whatever. And they feel like their power is getting diminished by this other person's perspective. So a lot of times we have to deal with those kinds of things as part of our own ability to attract things and really making our own energy powerful, despite the energy of others around us. So, so good. 
Well, Teresa, if someone is interested in learning more about the work that you do um, or wants to connect with you on a personal level, how do you suggest people get in touch with you? Yeah. Well, first of all, definitely go grab that resource, theprivatesessions.com, where you can tap along with me and try this hands-on. And you can find out all sorts of other stuff about what I'm doing on my website, which is TeresaLearLevine.com. And everything's right there from my podcast to my offerings and whatever I'm up to in the moment. Wonderful. I love it so much. Okay. One question before we go, something I ask every guest as this podcast is geared towards personal growth for rural women. What does personal growth mean to you? It means like everything. It's the ability to be able to step into the next version of myself confidently and to embrace everything that I can become with support and knowledge and new understandings. Mm, So, so good. And it's a constant evolution. Yeah. And we're always... We end up in pain and more of it than we already are when we resist our expansion, when we resist our own evolution and our own elevated consciousness and everything else. Like when we know the change is coming and we're like, no, I'm just going to stay right here. It's it's painful. And that is where I see the most pain in people because they're resisting the change that inevitably needs to happen in order for them to truly be emotionally free and happy and aligned in their life. So, so good. Well, thank you so much for being here with us today. I think I have more questions than answers, which is an exciting feeling to learn something new and hear about tools that are complex in their own way, but at the same time, so actionable and simple. So I'm excited to continue learning more from you. So thank you for sharing yourself and your passion and your energy with us today. Oh, thank you so much, Emily. It was great to be here. I love your show and I appreciate your curiosity and your interest in uh, what I had to talk about today. It's going to be so good. And here pretty soon, we'll get to do the opposite. So I'm excited for that. Yes, I'm excited to interview you for becoming more (laughs) me in a little while. (laughs) It's going to be so good. All right. Thank you. Have I told you today how much I appreciate you? I'd like to imagine this was a meaningful backyard patio kind of chat between friends sipping LaCroix at sunset. If you enjoyed today's show, please take a screenshot to share or forward this episode to a friend. You can also find me at Emily Rushel over on social to continue the conversation. It's truly a joy to hear what tidbits and takeaways made an impact on your day. As always, all links and resources mentioned in today's episode can be found in the show notes listed below or over at emilyrushell.com. Special thanks to my podcast manager, Jill Carr, for the time and love she puts into producing gathering growth for this community. What a blessing it is to be on this personal growth journey together. Forever grateful for you.